agree that there's two things that are either happening. Either you're traveling heavier or lighter, yeah, during the day, over a period of time. Traveling heavier or lighter, and then there's degrees in between. Really heavy, really lighter, you know, somewhat lighter, somewhat heavy. But basically, there seems to be two uh, ways we can go. And this whole idea is, uh, is about not directly entertaining the possibility of traveling lighter, but the traveling lighter will be a byproduct of enter- entertaining certain possibilities. <coughs> and the possibilities are directed sort of towards the thought system, yeah? Sort of our navigational system, our interpretive system, and yet the, and the thought system. And, uh, and now the thought system is aptly described as self-centeredness, really. Yeah. So the thought system center is the idea of being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah. Usually uh, reinforced with the, the sense of being in a body or having a body or being a body. This sort of is what allows the mind to entertain that it's a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. If there wasn't an affiliation with the body, it would never come to that crazy idea. Yeah. So the idea, so the body is a very important part of the thought system, in a sense, because the thought system, and I'm talking about what you're hearing in your head every all day. Yeah. The thoughts about you, about them, about the world, about the past, about the future, all that stuff. That thought system pictures you as a body. So when you're thought about, you're thought about as a body. You're very, I don't think you've ever been thought about as a spirit. Yeah? You may be thought about as a spirit, but it'll still be framed by the body idea. Yeah? So you'll be inherently a body, but you're a spiritual body. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so the thought system thinks about you in the past. Yeah? And when it's thinking about you in the past, it pictures you as a body, and it pictures you somewhere else. And it's, it's, it's actually not happening, in a sense. Like, three weeks ago isn't happening tonight. Yeah? It can appear to be happening by the effects it produces when your mind's obsessed with it. Yeah? And the, reason, the only reason why your mind will keep going back there is because you, you were back there. So we'll think, what I, sh- I should have done something different than I did three weeks ago. That caused this huge dilemma that produced a really a lot of traveling heavier, and I wish I wouldn't have done it because then I would be traveling lighter. Yeah, all of these b- basic assumptions. So the thought system pictures you as a body. So when it's thinking about you, it's not thinking about you as a spirit. It's thinking about you as a body somewhere. Yeah, and then it also thinks about you in the future. And it's, it's concerned about what may happen to you as a body. Yeah? You know, I may have cancer, I'm going to be destitute, or whatever it may be. And so the thought system pictures you as a body, and then t- and thinks about you by thinking about you in the past, and thinking about you in the future. And in that activity, it, has an ex- it, it does something that we may not be aware of. It remembers being a self now. Yeah? So it thinks about being there, so it's like, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. That's what it does, yeah? So the body was there, and that was me, the body will be there, and that's me, and therefore I'm here, because here's the body, yeah? 
So that sense of self, which is the whole center of the whole system, that for some of us is driving, is driving our minds crazy, and, self, and addiction or alcoholism is just an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness. Yeah? The real root of all the problems isn't alcoholism or addiction. It's the mind's obsession with this idea of being a self. That's the real initial disease that's producing the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. And actually drinking or using is meant to get relief from that discontent, irritability, and restlessness. And yet, it doesn't work completely. You have to keep being very, very vigilant because this, the, the system that's, that's providing that sense of being a self is undeterred. It's still doing what it's been doing all along. You can be, it can be identified as an alcoholic. It can be identified as a recovered alcoholic. Yeah? It can be identified as the one who has an ego. It can also be identified as the one who doesn't have an ego. Yeah? So here's the possibility. Either I'm going to have an ego and it's driving me crazy, or I can get free from the ego and I'll be lighter. But who is it that will be bonded to the ego and free from the ego? That's the sense of self. That's the bonding agent. Yeah? And whatever comes in contact, the sense of self, in the selfing, in this movement of thought and interpretation, in that selfing, whatever it comes in contact with, let's say an ego, the idea of being and having an ego and this and that, it will use that to, to its own advantage. Yeah? So now, you'll be the one who has the ego, and you'll be the one who finally got rid of the ego. You're still going to be the one. Yeah? That's the question point. If you are not that one, then all bets are off. And you'll find out what it means on a daily experience if you're not that one. And what it's meant for me over a long period of time is a stabilized traveling lighter here. That's what it's done. And it keeps doing it every day for years. Just by entertaining the possibility, by really entertaining how impossible the possibilities my head provides me. It's telling me I can be somewhere other than where I am. Yeah? It tells me I've got to get out of something I've never been in. And it's trying to tell me I've got to get into something I've never been out of. I'm trying to get into a moment that I can't be out of. There's no way you've ne- you have not had one moment in your life that you were out of that moment. There's no freaking way. Yeah? Yet, and then in, in recovery, there's this, the big boogeyman is self. Yeah? But see... As soon as it becomes a man or a noun, as soon as the selfie becomes a self, you've lost in a way. Yeah? All there is is selfing. There's no self. It's not like in recovery it says a beautiful statement. It says, please relieve us of the bondage of self. Yeah? Now, if, it was, if self was a real thing, it would be bondage to self. So here I be, and let's say this is going to represent self. And here I am other than self. And I'm going to be bonded to the idea of being a self. So, yeah, because there's a thing I can be identified with, a thing called self, yeah? A noun, an an inherent thing. So, let's say someone puts some handcuffs on me and hooks me up against this chair, and you can see I have handcuffs that are bonding me to this chair, to this idea of self. And maybe if I found the right spiritual locksmith, they could find the right key and open it up, and then I'd be freed from the bondage to self. I'd leave, and I'd see self there, and I'd get as far away as possible from self, and make sure I had a good insurance policy not to go near self. But it isn't bondage to anything. yeah, Because the thing would have to be a thing to be bonded to it. It's bondage of. It's an activity of your head. 
It falls under the category of the acronym FEAR, false evidence appearing real. The sense of being a self is false evidence that's appearing real to us. Yeah. It's produced by a product, it's a produced by an activity of the conditional mind called selfing. It produces the sense of self. How does it produce the sense of self? When I take an action, I believe I'm the one who did it. Yeah? That's the sense of self. When there's hearing, I'm thinking I'm the one who heard everything. That's the sense of self. When there's seeing, I'm the one who's the seer. That's the sense of self. That's the bondage. Yeah. How is it doing it? If self isn't true, maybe find out. Um, don't believe me, but maybe there isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate thing called self. And if it isn't so now, how could it appear to be so? There's got to be an activity that's allowing it to appear to be so. I would say there's the remembrance of self. So you're remembering you by thinking about the body in the past, and you're remembering you by worrying about the body in the future, and that's the, that's the vague feeling of being a you now. Yeah? What would happen, like, the old, like a great saint said, St. Francis, it said, it's in self-forgetting that something great happens. Maybe you're reborn or something like that. And then the, there's a great Zen master called Dogen from Japan that said, uh, you know, the study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. So why is forgetfulness used so much in spiritual terminology as an antidote to self? Because it's the remembrance of self. Yeah. So it's an activity, and if it's an activity, it can be halted. Or even better yet, you can lose interest in it, which will make it seem like it's actually halted. Yeah? And the reason why you'll lose interest in it, because you've entertained the possibility, I'm not that. I'm not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. I am not Paul, this historical action figure. I don't know what the hell I am, but I'm clear I'm not that. Yeah? In that... What happens is, when my head wants to remember Paul three years ago, I have no interest in it anymore because of one basic fact. It's not about me. Yeah? And when it's worrying about what's going to happen to me four years hence, I'm not really, my attention won't go that far in that little time tunnel because it's not about me. Yeah? It's a lack of interest, and without my interest and my attention, the production of self can't seem to be so captivating. Because it's not the movie, it's the audience. It's you and I that are, let, are, are giving it all the meaning it has, and the biggest meaning we've given it is it's me. Yeah, When all it is is a process of mind. When you're doing something you love, like surfing or something like that, and you're having a great day, you're in a state of forgetting self. You're too engaged with the water and everything's going on. You're not thinking about yourself three years before, and you're not worrying about three years from hence. Yeah, You're actually here because you haven't entertained you could be anywhere else. That's the freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? It's not a freedom from the bondage to self, because that can't happen. There is no self to be bonded to. It's bondage of self. That's why there's a solution to it. It can only reach a level of appearance. We didn't, it wasn't even appearing in our consciousness when we were little babies until about 18 months. The mental process that produces a sense of self 
or infers or implies or assumes there is a sense of self hadn't kicked in strong enough yet, so we were just conscious, we were just on with the little baby action going, yeah? Suddenly, this thought system got enough strength, it sucked out interest and attention into it, and it now started to inferring that you're a someone, and therefore everyone else is a someone, other than you, yeah? And that's self-centeredness. That's called subject-object. It's when what can never be split seems to split. Yeah? When all there is is what's going on, and then suddenly there's the subject-object. I'm the subject, and everything I see is what's seen. That's the object, yeah? But I've assumed, my mental processes assume that I am something that I cannot assume to be me. Just like we used in this, uh, I went back east, and I hadn't, they hadn't seen me in a long time back there. Well, a year, eight months. And my hair had grown, because I hadn't cut my hair in a while. So people kept asking, say that when they saw me, oh, you're growing your hair, you know? And I said, no, I'm actually not growing my hair, I'm just not cutting my hair. It's not like I'm taking a few hours a week, and, you know, i got to go and grow my hair, you know, for a couple hours, pull it. Yeah? But the assumption, by the language, is I had something to do with something I had nothing to do with. Expand on that idea, because that's what the thought system is implying. You have a lot to do with, with something you have nothing to do with. <laughs> I mean it. Just like you can see, no one's going to say, oh, i got to leave early tonight. I forgot to digest that burrito I had at 12 o'clock today. i got to rush home and digest. No, and it seems absurd. But then there's a subtle process of the body-mind, the brain, called the thought system, and we believe we're the thinker of that. That's a huge leap. Yeah? Someone who can't even grow their own hair, can't even digest the food that's in them, can't pump their blood or beat their heart, suddenly is the master of a very subtle process called thinking. And I'm the one who's doing it. God forbid. As soon as the claiming occurs, as soon as you become the thinker, it's just like an avalanche of thoughts show up. Yeah? Bad, good thoughts, bad thoughts, opinions about the good thoughts, opinions about the blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, a, you know, if you're driving and your windshield wipers isn't working and it's a heavy snowstorm, you can't fucking see. That's exactly what it's like. We're just totally, we're like those dogs that have manes and they put those little plastic collars on them so they won't itch themselves, yeah? You know what I mean? Then we're like that. All our awareness of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting has been pretty much forgotten and we're hyper aware of the thoughts about me. Yeah? The thoughts about you in relation to me. The thoughts about time in relationship to me. The thoughts about this in relationship to me. Yeah? The burden isn't on all the problems, it's the one who has the problem. It's like Ramana Maharshi said, you don't have to give up your possessions, give up the possessor. You don't have to give up the thoughts. You couldn't anyway if you didn't want to because they're not yours. Yeah? But so give up the thinker. I ran with these ideas. I heard them and I entertained them. And things happened. To a point where the calibration on my head shifted and it never shifted back. And I have like 51% of my stock now is on this side. And now this side has nothing to fucking say. Though it talks quite a lot. But it has no power at the, at the corporate level, you know? It's more like the mailroom. <laughs> There's a freedom in that. And so many thousands of byproducts have happened. In recovery terminology, 
I've reached that level of in 84, 85 where the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Yeah? And you'll be placed in this position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. You'll cease fighting everyone and anything. Those are intimate things I'm involved in. I sense it. When I read it, I have a big aha because I've lived it for quite a while. Yeah? All based on this one idea. Hey, I'm not that. Because I found, this is what was revealed when this started to occur to me. There's a very important statement in the big book, right near the inventory, page 64. I talked about it last week, because basically I've been doing talks for 19 years, and I've never changed the topic. Because I don't see any point, too. If you don't get the first knot, it doesn't matter how professional or how educated you are about the fourth, fifth, eighth, and twelfth knot. It's not going to serve you. It's not going to lead you from freedom of self. It'll be self-knowledge that avails you nothing. Any knowledge claimed by self is never going to lead to the freedom from self. If it could have, it probably would have, but it hasn't. So it's not. So it says here, 64, it says, being convinced that self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. Which I love the statement, because he separates the us and the self. Yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, because I really believe the true defeat of self is being identified as one. That's the true defeat. Yeah? doesn't matter what uniform it's wearing, a spiritual uniform, a police uniform, a, a leather jack tattooed uniform. Yeah? The one, the one uniform you'll never notice because you're taking it to be your skin through the identification as a self. You'll never, take, you'll never entertain the possibility of taking the skin off. No matter how irritable, restless, and discontented it is, it's producing, and how many people in recovery, when they come in, say they're uncomfortable in their own skin, because, you know what? If they realized it was a uniform, they'd take it off that night. Yeah? They wouldn't spend thousands of dollars on talcum powder and fucking itch cream and shit like that. They'd be free from its effects because they'd take it off. So that's what happened with me. I heard this message outside of AA, and I went back to the statement, being convinced that self, and when I saw the word self... The meaning was totally different. I saw it as a foreign installment, thank God, or like a parasitical movement. So this foreign installment or parasitical movement manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So let's say it's a parasite and us are a host. I don't even like to use that, but it's a good example. So the parasite defeats the host, yeah? Manifesting in many ways, the parasite. He says, all right, if we're convinced of that, we're going to look at some of its common manifestations, the parasite's common manifestations. All right, and then the next paragraph starts with the word resentment. So if you follow the logic, it would seem what he was implying by the statement is that resentment is one of the manifestations of self in our life, yeah? So it's an expression of self. Then why the hell do we keep calling them our resentments? I would say that's the act of being identified, yeah? If something, if a foreign something expressed through me, and I kept claiming it to be my expressions, I would say I was in the state of being identified as that. Wouldn't I? That's the rub right there. That's what I was, that's what was revealed, and it's been verified for the next 15 years. 
Yeah? So as soon as I entertain that, hey, I may not be that, what could what did my mind suddenly have the ability to entertain? Immediately. The only condition was entertaining it may not be me. Then immediately I could entertain being free of it. Yeah? Not as it, or by it, or for it, but from it. Yeah? I couldn't get to that second thing to entertain without the first condition in place. Finally having a little suspicion about that as being me. It may not possibly be me. Open the door to entertain. If it's not me, I can be freaking free of it. Yeah? Not going to spend another second trying to therapize it or socialize it or civilize it. You know? Or hide it or make, or make stories about it or have secrets around it. I'm going to entertain. I can be freaking free of it. Yeah? And then I've been doing that for now 14 years. Been entertaining it. Because being free from it is huge. Being bonded to it is very small. <laughs> For you to seem big, your life's got to be really small. <laughs> For you to be the big fish, it's got to be a small little pond. <laughs> If you can give up that idea, things will look really big. First, you'll come out the ass of self, and you'll feel a sense of spaciousness and availability, and you'll sense that presence of what you would maybe deem a higher power. I would find, I basically will call it what you are, sooner or later you're going to come to that conclusion. Yeah. So when I went did an inventory process after that, the inventory process was much quicker, much not so much data, but the pattern was obvious. This is how self defeated me, based on the one condition I'm identified as it, which totally gave all of its defeat, uh, defeats a quality of stealth. I couldn't see it. I called it me. Yeah. So all the fear was my fear, all the resentments were my resentments, all the acting out was my acting out, and no matter how much I had an intimate experience of the first step of recovery, which is you were powerless over alcohol, yet I still had guilt and shame about all the behavior that I did while I was under the powerlessness of alcohol. Yeah, Because the real addiction is the addiction of mind to self, and one of its main foundations is the sense of being the doer. And when you have, it's sort of like in AA, when I came in, it was explained pretty simply. If you were palace over alcohol and anything could happen when you drank, it was like dancing with a gorilla, you're going to stop dancing when the gorilla wants to stop. Yeah? So then why am I, my, my mind keeps mining guilt and shame for something I had nothing to do with, some behavior? I'm accountable for it, but I wasn't responsible for it. Yeah? Why? Because the alcoholism isn't the first one. The alcoholism is spawned by the self-centeredness, the identification as self. That, to me, is the original disease. Yeah. I see other people, they, maybe they get relief from the alcoholism somewhat, then pornography, then eating, workaholism. It just keeps on keeping on. Yeah. Or they don't even have the ability to enjoy peace of mind, even though peace of mind's there. Yeah. The selfing is still so dominant, now they're just sober selves. Well, for me, the real freedom is from the idea of being a self. You know? It's like there was a book by a guy named Chuck C. called The New Pair of Glasses. 
So you, AA is like a new pair of glasses, and the glasses you're looking out of now, in a fact of being called your eyes. <laughs> That's called the identification. You never even entertain the idea that you could take them off because you just assume it's you. So we need a corrective lenses. So AA is a corrective lens to, to correct the distortion of alcoholism. Yes? But still we're wearing the original glasses of self-centeredness, the addiction of being identified as a self, and we think them to be our eyes. We'll take a lot of glasses off, but we will never even touch for that. Yeah? What to me happened with this message in AA, the second the pair of glasses of AA corrected some of the distortion, and then this message gave me the possibility to take both pairs of glasses off. Yeah? Both pairs. <laughs> and then see, like I saw when I was a freaking kid. Just like that. A, a quality of openness to like wonder and awe and joy and ability to enjoy peace of mind and the po- and the incredible ability to be here because you don't believe you could be anywhere else. Yeah. And the anchor of here is so damn prevalent and strong. You're, you're seeing, you're hearing, you're feeling, you're tasting, you're touching. Consciousness is moving through five gates. And the only gate that it moves through up here is one. Yeah? To have this be able to override the five other gates is called an addiction to the fucking self. Yeah? How else could this be so dominant where we forget to smell, we forget touch, we forget hearing, and everything, the hearing is now co-opted into a story of I'm the hearer and that's the herd. Yeah? The seeing is co-opted. I'm the seer, that's the seeing. Yeah? I'm the feeler, that's the felt. Instead of the sense of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, and then recognize that what I am is could could possibly be the consciousness that's moving through these six gates, the mind being a sixth gate, yeah? And having an experience here that the idea of being Paul is an afterthought. Yeah? And then so people come to these meetings and there's this stubborn thing. They want to be here to experience their own absence. They still want to be here to get it. You're never going to get it. You're not going to get anything here. You're going to get absolutely nothing. You're going to walk in with the, you're going to walk out with the same thing you walked in with. Nothing. Yeah? And that's the gift that keeps on giving. How much somethings have you gotten? And where, what's it led up to? Nothing. Why not start with nothing? Yeah? You're inherently this condition. No matter what you think, no matter what you've done, no matter the most heinous acts or the most saintly acts, you can't change the basic state no matter what. You have absolutely no effect on it. All the mind can do is forget it. Yeah, that's all it can do. It can't erase it. It can't get rid of it. It can just be so obsessed with self that it will forget what it truly is. But only in time. It can't do it forever. It can only do it for a period of life, 70, 80 years. You can maybe conveniently forget you're that. But you can, it's never gonna be that, that's never gonna be so. No matter how much you forget it, isn't gonna erase the fact that's what's so. Yeah. And I find, I'll tell you, if you felt satisfied, your idea of noble searching would probably stop that moment. Yeah? Your 
enlightenment and nirvana and satori and awakening, you lose total interest in that because the dissatisfaction would be replaced with satisfaction. You'd feel freaking okay right now. Yeah? You wouldn't be measuring now with a better now later. Yeah? None of that would be going on. You'd lose all interest in all that. You'd just be here. And here is where the invitation is. But the invitation isn't to you. The invitation is just the invitation. So I found, like, after a couple years in AA, my idea of the third step, first it turned into my, my understanding of the, of the higher power was that it was always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Yeah? Sounds pretty good. So therefore it's 24-7 right where I am. Then it shifted into, instead of having a higher power of my own understanding, I, I found a higher power of its own understanding. And in that position, I'm relegated into finding out, and then it becomes extremely revelatory. Because now you're not framing this huge power with your very small frame of that's what God is. You actually find out what God is yeah, by downloading in your life. And then what, witnessing all the downloads around. Yeah, so to me, the God of its own understanding is at where I'm, that's where I'm resting now. It works really well. Yeah? Don't put any kind of frame around it. Let it be just a freaking mural. I always believe that if you had the right diagnosis, it's just like if you had a cold and you took it to be the flu and you spent a lot of money, went to flu specialists and everything like that, you would get relief of some of the symptoms because the colds and flu have similar symptoms, but you wouldn't get radical relief. But if you realize it was a cold and you dealt with it as from there and you got the cold medicine and you went to the cold doctors, you could expect a pretty radical relief. To me, I think there's a wrong diagnosis in recovery, to tell you the truth. I think the biggest aspect of the disease is being overlooked, which is identification of self. It's not obsession with self. That's what the mind does that's identified as a self. It has to keep the identification in place, and the glue for that bondage to seemingly be so is the thought system. So when you're obsessing over self, that's the thought system's application of the glue to bind your mind to the idea of being a self. Yeah? It can't do it, so there's always big openings, but it will, if it applies it so much, yeah, that the openings you forget, and then you, it's sort of like if you saw, if you ever saw a helicopter going, right, really fast, after a while it looks like it's one big thing. Yeah? That's what it's like. The selfing is so fast, it seems like you're already back. You don't see the gaps. You don't sense the pause where it's obviously you're not that. It's, it's being applied so much, it seems like it's that. Yeah, But it isn't. There's tons of gaps. That's what they call the pause in AA. Yeah? There's eternal moments in this whole slew of temporal moments. Yeah, That eternal moment overrides all the temporal moments. It's sort of like... The, the bondage of self is like a horizontal glue, and then the vertical solution is always there, intersecting at every moment. Yeah? Because the bonding is happening in the infinity of the pause. The seeming bonding. Yeah? That's why right where the problem seems to be appearing, which that's the highest level it can reach, is appearance, the, the watchfulness of the solution is fucking obvious. Yeah? And you rest there. 
I don't see it ending. It just goes on and on and on. The days and all the partitions and the hours and the months all blur, and you're in this one huge moment until you're not. And you can't get... You can't put zeros in the account book about traveling later because it's not that obvious. It's like a skimming off every day of the possibility of heaviness. Yeah, it's a like a lot like AA. It's, you're really enjoying the absence of a lot of things. That's why you go to meetings and you hear people who are coming from the disease, and you see, I feel so fucking grateful because that's absent in my life. Yeah. So it's like an absence. This thing, the traveling lighter, is just a skimming off. Every moment, yeah? And I'll tell you, if you could accumulate it in time, it's a huge amount of relief. Yeah? So then the problem doesn't exist for you. And that stabilizes when the problem doesn't exist as you. That's how that stabilizes. If it doesn't stabilize there, it'll be an experience that comes and goes. I know people who went out after 20 years, for maybe 15 years, the problem didn't exist for them, and now it's existing again for them. I mean, in a way, a really wild way, they can't seem to access that power. It's sort of like there was a movie, I love The Man Facing Southwest. It's an Argentinian film about an alien comes to the planet, and he wants to hide out. He says, where's the best place to hide out? He says, well, I'm in the insane asylum. So he goes into this insane asylum. And uh, they, they introduce him to this doctor who's going to be the case doctor. And the guy is, the doctor's really fucked up. He's like an unhealed healer, basically. Alcoholics, playing sax at night. He's totally morose and everything. And here's this alien. And he's walking outside. He sees a guy who's freezing, he takes his jacket off, and the doctor's writing up this abnormality of behavior. He's just doing what's appropriate, you know? And then all the other inmates are following this alien, and he's like, really, everyone loves to be in his space, but every day he's got to go outside into the field, and he has to find a place to access the power, yeah? Maybe from his other planet. So he gets it, and that's why he says, man facing southwest, and then he just stands there for an hour, just getting rejuiced, yeah? Now they keep, they try to give him these pills and he hides them all. And every day he goes in there and he gets rejuvenated. Then they start shooting him up with drugs and he can't fake it. And he's now he's walking around the ground to try to access the point of power. He can't pick it up anymore, yeah? The drugs and the agitation of mind, he can't get the message. And he starts getting destroyed by this place, yeah? He starts getting intolerant with all the other people and he's getting sicker and he's becoming quite like <laughs> and he's walking around aimlessly trying to pick up that it that little portal and he can't pick it up. Yeah? This is beyond that because you are what you're looking for. There's nothing that can get in the way. There's no frequency that can block that transmission because you are the transmitter and the receiver. You don't have to go to any special place to locate it. It's not like I'm on the beam and I'm off the beam. You are the beam. Yeah? There's no on or off the beam. You're not happy, you're not close or far, you're not connected or disconnected. What tells you that? That you're off the beam. The head. Yes? What would happen if you didn't believe it? you would be having the experience of being on the beam. 
<laughs> because now you finally entertain. You can never be off the beam. Yeah? That's the beautifulness of it. You take the either or, yes or no, connected, disconnected. You take the arbitrariness of your head's based telling you your condition, and you are now resting in what's always absolutely so. Yeah? It has an incredible leavening agent on all this yapping going on, all this close and far, connected and disconnected. Because what's whispering? Let's say you had the greatest master of all time. You love this master. Unbelievable. Super devoted to this master. And then he actually appeared in your life. And he told you, hey, there's nothing you needed to do, there's nothing you need to do now, and there'll be nothing you'll ever need to do. And you'd have such a great relief. And then he'd leave. I bet you an hour you'd be meditating on a cushion. You know what I mean? This is the bigger God. This is what's playing God here. This is what's playing God. This is who's telling us our condition, how it was, how it is, how it's going to be. This is what's informing us. Yeah. How can you... But I feel it. <laughs> by, by the time the sensation is noted, it's been hijacked. The self is using it for its own advantage. To tell to make a story about you, yeah. If the heist is so quick, you don't even know it. Like people come to these talks and they they hear this thing about selfing, and then they call me up and they go, "I've been selfing all day, yeah." Or the selfing is now driving me crazy. No, the product of the selfing is already in place by what you just said. You believe you're doing it, or you believe it's being done to you. It's the sense of being a you is the selfing. The product, yeah? It's not the self-thing. All the, all the thought system can do is point. It can infer. It can imply. It can assume. It can insinuate. But it, and it can refer, but it cannot make it so. The mind makes the leap into being what's pointed at. Yeah? All it does is do the pointing. It's like, there's the finger pointing to the moon. In this case, there's no moon. All you do is see the pointing... Pointing, pointing, and then your mind makes the leap into this mental idea. I'm a long-lasting, independent someone. I am the thinker. I am the feeler. I am the doer. I am the haver. Time is real. Separation is real. That's other. This is me. Everything is given name and form. And then completely conceptualized. And then we wonder why we're not feeling great. That we've got to jump off bridges with bungee cords. Or, for me, it ended up having to shoot cocaine in my neck. It wasn't fast enough in my arm. I had to go right... because I, I didn't want to waste one second. You know, I wanted to be so loaded so fast to try to get out of this freaking thing. I mean, you don't think it's insane? Have you ever remember you out? I don't know if any of you did cocaine, but I remember you'd go out and uh, it was like maybe the 24th. Like, so like September 12th. And then around, and I looked pretty good at black leather jacket, black pants, you know, looking pretty stylish, went to some clubs. Now it's, let's, let's say, the 14th. Now it's the 20th. I've been up six days, yeah? Six days. My little charmingness is wearing thin. I'm, hold, I'm in an apartment with about 12 other people. We all have our own little seats. The guy who answers the door, yeah, when he comes in, he, he's like this. Because as soon as he does a shot of coke, he goes like this the whole rest of the night. 
Yeah? So that's the that's like the doorman. We all go to our little chairs and we're all sitting there, everyone's probably thinking they're really cool. And then some of us the cocaine runs out. So then we're, I'm sitting there going like this, and suddenly I go, stop looking at the rug, and a lot of false evidence starts appearing real. There's cocaine in there. So I slowly move down, and I start looking for something that lent, anything that would look like coke. And then other people pick up on it, and they're all down. And we all have our own little feet them. I'm pissed at the guy, hey, stay over in that couch. <laughs> and you go in here. You don't see a giant rabidness of seeking that drove you to that point? You don't see the rabidness of the conditional mind, the seeking that can lead you to that point? You don't see that as an engine that's on every freaking day? It can be clothed in robes and sitting at a meditation hall for 12 hours. It can be going to the one three-month retreat, then a six-month retreat. It's all that rabid seeking. All seeking, seeking relief. Not from, but for. For the sense of self, which is a black hole. It eats relief like chips, like laid potato chips. It doesn't get any nourishment out of relief. It just consumes it. Yeah? And it tries to get a reflection of it through it. This is freedom from that. Radical freedom from it. It's not going to be integrated into the life of self. It's not going to be compartmentalized. It's not going to be something you can use for your advantage. It's going to have an overwhelming effect on your life. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll see it demonstrating over and over again in your life. And then you'll be able to see it demonstrating in other people's lives. And they may not even be seeing it, but you'll see it. You'll have the eyes to see. And everything will intimate that. That which can't be seen, felt, tasted, or touched. But that's what is so. And I found that was the one quality I was missing. It became the last answer after I heard this, yeah. And I've been entertaining it for I don't know how many years, and I haven't looked for a new answer since. Yeah. It's not a path to illumination, but it illuminates whatever path you're on. For me, the path was AA, and it's illuminated that path incredibly for me this lifetime. A huge fucking quantum leap when I heard this idea and entertained it in the context of AA. Quantum leap out of you know, getting some relief from that obsession to a freedom from the bondage of... Fuck. <laughs> Usually different. Yeah? Usually different. So I don't know, I just get... I'm still motivated to share it. Because <sighs> what it's meant for me, I guess, you know? I... I haven't left this topic in so long because I don't see there's any point to go anywhere else until this gets stabilized. Yeah. If you take a uniform to be your skin, you're going to be bitching about a lot of the uniforms you're in and out of every day. <laughs> if you realize this is a uniform and this gets taken off, you wear all the other uniforms loosely. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking proof, man. If someone could come here and tell me, oh, it was getting a better job, having 12 years of therapy, uh, working out 14 hours a day, doing this, and I, I really felt that they were coming from somewhere I wanted, then I listened to them. But I don't see it. I don't see it by all the doing and having. I don't. I don't see it. I think doing and having begets more doing and having. And on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. They, have, they all have their life of their own. Once the, once the engine goes, it'll just keep on going like a slinky. Then instead of Buddhism, it'll be turbocharged Buddhism. I saw a big full-page thing. Join our extreme turbocharged Buddhist take. You know, she's what about Buddhism? Is that more than is that's not enough? No, we need extreme turbocharged Buddhism. It's like when's it gonna end? You know? People are surfing, now they're trying to surf hundred foot waves. You know what I mean? They gotta be dropped in by a helicopter. <laughs> Just unbelievable. It's, all right, but when you know to me it's like insatiable. Yeah? To me, one of the biggest things was the, need, the freedom from the need to be liberated. That was the biggest. Because if I was this, this was going to be an urban renewal project for the rest of my life. There was always going to be fine fault in it. I could be better. Someone's better than me. There would be constant being consumed with how this was doing. All because I w- it was taken to be me. When I saw it wasn't me, I lost interest in it. And that was the best thing that ever happened to this. The best thing that ever happened to my body is when my mind lost interest in it. I swear to God, the body's been thriving since the mind lost interest in it. <laughs> so I swear, my friend can tell you right now, I've been the healthiest I've ever been since I've been sober. <laughs> now. <laughs> this thing is like breathing a huge sigh of relief. Fuck, I got that parasite on me. I'm just a humble body. You know what I mean? I want to shit eat and, you know, do this and do that. Not have everything mean so much. <laughs> what a freedom. Just lifted. <laughs> then your interest and attention free from this preoccupation it will enrich your life it will enrich your life it will be there and it will be able to be it will be able to answer calls that happen like vistas or things or something will, or maybe the need to hold the space for someone it will have the ability to respond to these calls instead of being addicted to this idea of being you all day yeah this to me is the slavery and this is, it's just, like what's keeping you up at night is an obsession with self. That same energy, if taken off the self, will enrich your life. It's the same energy. Just put it in a different vehicle. Yeah? And we can't get out of self. Self can't get out of self. And that's the dilemma. You can spend two years studying about self with the intent of getting out of it. That would be obsession with self. Self can't get out of self. There's a point where you realize you're not in something. 
and therefore the, the, the false need of thinking you have to get out of it is dropped, and you realize you were never in it. It's a much quicker <coughs> escape. It's an escape that doesn't even have to happen. You've already, you've pre-escaped, so to speak, yeah? Instead of trying to get out of something, all it is is, is you being in self, trying to get out of self. You know, you may get a lot of, you know, thumbs up by other people trying to get out of self. It may sound look really noble, but you're still in self. You're in the self thing. But what would happen if you realized the problem is imaginary? What more would you need to do? Absolutely nothing. Your interest and attention gets withdrawn, and then that like full color thing fades. The movie's tinny, bad soundtrack, <laughs> terrible directing. You just see it's clear. Yeah. And you're freed from that bondage to that fucking idea of being Paul. Yeah. Well, I don't see it has any end to it. That's the cool thing. Yeah. It just keeps going on all the time. <laughs> Any questions tonight? What do you mean by uh, that there is no end to being self or the freedom from... No, freedom self. from. There's an end. Well, you can't ever be self, but there's an end to seemingly being self. It has to. It's only finite. You're going to pass away. Yeah. Sort of like you're discovering new things uh, in the freedom from self? Uh, well, no, just you discover largeness. It's not a thing. You know, it has a sense of expansion, whatever. No, sometime lately I've gone through a period where I have nothing to say. Let's say at AA meetings. One for weeks. Usually I just wait and something comes up. If it's needed, nothing's been coming up. I've just been sitting there. A couple of weeks, you know. You go through things like that. Here, downloads occur because there's a point to it, you know. The message is more important than the messenger. So, if I'm in this position, it's going to come out somehow or another. Because it has a strong drive to express, I'll tell you that. I don't know. You can do it in a lot of ways, but this is the seat of Simon I'm in right now. So, it's expressing this way. So I like to explore these possibilities for people because I like to see people travel lighter. Yeah? And in this case, there's no I don't need to get to know you too personally, which I also like, you know. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with everybody here. <laughs> I like hanging out where I hang out, you know. So but in this way it can be incredibly helpful because it's right where you are. And that's the point. This is just an invitation. You're gonna entertain it and it's gonna come to pass for you. It doesn't matter if it comes to pass to me. It's not it comes to pass. It comes to passing. It's an activity. Yeah? And it's going to do something to you. And then you'll have your own intimate sense of it. And you may, you may frame it in a different statement than traveling later. You may say it's love or whatever. But, you know, it will have its, it will have its expression through you. And that, to me, is valuable. Yeah? 
And I have, I've watched for years, I've been doing these talks, and I've seen, generally I'd say people have been gradually or quickly start traveling later, and it gets a lot stabilized, you know? So it's working. What more do you want? Yeah. So beautiful, because this isn't, you're not, you're not signing up for anything. We don't have like a 21-day fast and then a three-week purification level thing and then you all got to buy tickets through my travel agency to go to India with me. No, it's just come here, listen to this. We have two meetings a week for repetition. I think it's valuable. Message gets repeated and the mind entertains it and the mind is what opens up the message. Yeah, The mind there by entertaining it. And while you're entertaining the message, what gets revealed is the mind. Yeah? The message is nothing, but it stimulates the mind. The mind opens up, and then you get a sense of mind. Real mind, spirit, you know, real awareness, onness. And it becomes a very strong, palpable sense, like a presence. And now I feel you finally found what you've always been missing, but you thought it was going to be something, and it's actually nothing. Yeah? That's why we weren't seeing it. We've been looking for something... And the looking for something is a form of blindness to nothing. Yeah. That's, and that's what happened with me. When it shifted, one of the things that really changed is my head worked in a noun-verb language. It was always inserting nouns with verbs, yeah? So there was action, but then there was the actor, yeah? There was seeing, but then there was the seer. And I was thinking I was going to find the seer, you know? Be it me or the divine seer, as if it was going to be a big noun, you know, like a like a transcendent noun. But what happened is one time, one day, the nouns like somehow just broke open, and it all was verbing, and that to me was the original face. It was all seeing, it was all hearing, it was all feeling, it's all tasting, it's all touching, but it can't be touched, taste, felt, yeah. There's no noun to be found. It's all just verbing, all being. And now I see things in a verb, like a, a vernacular of verbs, and there's a recognition there, where before the noun of the language was blocking something off. I wasn't seeing it. Yeah? The subject-objectness of the language is like a trance. We're keeping ourselves in all day, and other people are reinforcing it. Like when people say, hey, you're growing your hair, and then you get proud. Oh, yeah, it's my hair. It's looking really good. I'm doing a good job, eh? There's all the self and claims it. Now it's the one who's growing the hair. It's happening all day. People keep reinforcing it, reflecting it. It's easy to fall into the swoon. It becomes habitual after a while. And then you're living an interpretation instead of life. And then it starts cracking, irritability, restless discontent, you're unsatisfied. Maybe you go with the theory of more will be better, let's get more. And then you're still unsatisfied or higher, now unsatisfied. And hopefully they'll fail you where you get left with nothing. And you'll see the way you were looking shifts. And now you see, like Jesus said, for, the, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Yeah? The same eyes and the ears are there, but then there's a different type of seeing in a way. Now there's just verbing that's being seen. So life's happening instead of life's happening to you. This is like a subject-object thing going on. Life is the object, and now I'm the subject that's happening too. This is all subjectivity. Life is happening. Yeah, Different way to go. I find it produces a lot more lightness. Yeah. 
Seems like a fighting or disclosure. Hmm? Seems like a fighting. A fighting? Like it seems like, um, you know, I left here last week and what you had said kind of moved me. And there's, there's like a fight to remain open to the disclosing. Oh, yeah, sure. The system is un- has got self survival as its main movement. You know, as long as you're going along with it, it'll give you a lot of leash. But once you start questioning it, it starts getting a little irate. <laughs> it doesn't like it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, how they describe an authoritarian system. You may not think you're in one, but if you, if you fuck with it and they stomp on you, that's the authoritarianism. As long as you're not bothering them, everything looks like you've got some personal freedom. Once you go against their plan, <laughs> this is what selfie is like. Selfie, oh, you want to be spiritual? Far out. It doesn't give a shit because it can identify with any of that. But when you start questioning its subjectivity, then it gets a little touchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. It's getting irritated. That's a good sign. Too complacent, too com- much comfortable numbness, man. Even in spiritual, quote, quote, spirituality. This is irritating. Yeah, it's meant to irritate. It's meant to, meant to rub you a little bit different, so you get a little, yeah, it's a good thing. Some people have this idea of awakening or whatever, it's like this like fucking lovely Pollyanna, lollipop world. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's not like that at all. It doesn't have to be. A lot of uproars happen and upheavals happen, physically, energetically, you know. I say to my people who call me, I say, listen, if you don't die and you don't act out, everything's going to get great. That's been my motto. <laughs> it's like, stay on the operating table, let the operation continue, don't start playing doctor, don't start saying, I, can you take a little more of this off? Just let it go on, and I'll tell you, it's more like a economizing, a paring down. What's not essential will just depart, yeah? And what was lo- overlooked will become obvious. Your whole value system will shift with no work either. You'll just you'll see things differently. Your value in time will change dramatically. What you put your priorities on will change dramatically. It all can. It may not, but it has the possibility. Things get rearranged to make. It's in a sense almost like to make room for the guests. Things need to be rearranged. Yeah. So. I think it's funny. Uh, Twelve years ago, this month, I heard this from you and. Uh, and I got sober like the next month. And then, like what you were talking about, as, you know, before I got sober, I could whisper a drink, I was drunk. And as I entertained this in, in sobriety, it got louder. You know, it would just scream at me, drink, and I'm looking at it, what are you talking about? You know, it just it got louder the more I, I was questioning it like this and sitting and listening to you, you know. And then eventually it just sort of fell off. Yeah, exactly. All it is is, all it can do is make noise. You have to make the leap. It, it just can point. It can only infer. It can't make. Yeah? It's always false evidence. And for it to appear real, then needs to be a you would appear real too. We can play that role. And if we don't play the role, it's, it's seen as false evidence. It never reaches the point of even appearing real. It can never be real, but it can reach the point of appearing to be real if you believe it. Yeah? If that belief is, is withheld, then it's just false evidence. 
Incredible. See, this is the, the movement of this thing. Like, thoughts don't do it. Thoughts aren't what's bonding you. It's the feeling of being your thoughts that bonds you. Yeah? The thoughts are a vehicle for the melt, the selfing to facilitate a bonding. Yeah? So it uses thoughts to, to facilitate a bonding. It uses feeling by claiming to be the feeler. It now uses the feelings it thinks it's feeling to, to bond itself to this idea of being a self. Yeah? It, everything that it comes in contact with, it takes advantage of to use to facilitate a referral to a sense of self, to assume or imply or verify that there's a self. That's its movement. So whatever we're thinking, it's not the club that's hurting you, it's the arm that's wielding it, yeah? It's not the cattle prod, it's the electrical shock. The electrical shock is the selfing, yeah? It's the mental condition. It's going to use whatever it comes in contact with to facilitate the bonding. Yeah? So it's not the thoughts you need to worry about. It's that, that you're the thinker. That they're your thoughts. That's what allows a lot of meaning to be downloaded into the thoughts. Yeah? Just like a feeling's a feeling, but when it's my feeling, a lot of conditional ideas get downloaded into the feeling. I think this reminds me of something that happened eight years ago, and it was bad. Yeah? So now this feeling is bad, Contraction occurs, I don't want to feel it, and when you don't want to feel something, you usually feel it more. It goes on and on and on and on. Always, all it does is initiate all this mental activity through the claiming. Yeah? So instead of worrying about the thoughts, just see who's the thinker. Like Ramana Maharshi, a great master, says, you don't have to give up your possessions, give up the possessor. Yeah? You don't have to give up the thoughts, give up the thinker. Yeah? How do you give it up? Not as a thinker. <laughs> that would be self trying to get out of self. You question, am I the thinker? If you're not the thinker, that's giving it up. It's some, you realize you never had it to give up. Yeah? There's the freedom. So, things are happening. Conscious contact is, is providing an event. Yeah? The mental process claims the event claims what happens, says it claims to, to what it's happening to and who's doing it. It claims that position, and from there, it's now disguised the consciousness as something that maybe it can do or not do, when consciousness is what's all really going on, and now it takes to be the Alpha and the Omega, and from there on it interprets life from the point, point of view of being a soul. How's it working out for you? Is it working out? Is it great? Sunny skies, great days all the time. Then, live under that heist. If it isn't, question. See if the heist actually ever happened. Or the highest level it can reach is that it appears to have happened. Or is appearing to be happening. If you look at it, it hasn't happened. And therefore it won't happen, and it never will happen. That's the freedom. Yeah. If you see it from the selfing, it's already happened. The done, it's a dead, it's a done deal. Now you're trying to get out as being in. You know what I mean? You're trying to get have an experience of your own absence. You're trying to be free as that. It doesn't give a shit. It'll wear fucking robes. It'll do extreme spiritual practices. It doesn't have no problem with that. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you see it, the heist doesn't. The heist has never happened. It has only appeared to be only appeared to happen. Yeah. So there's freedom prior to the idea of even ever being bonded. That's the only freedom that's worth it, to tell you the truth. You're free from the idea that you were ever bonded, let's say. You're free from that idea. It doesn't have the ability to make that seem so. Because you're not in cahoots with it anymore. Your mind's opened up. Got off the dead horse and now it's riding on a live horse. And it's engaged in life and that's sufficient to keep its attention and interest interested in attentive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just thriving in this event called living. When it was suffocating from the story of life, you know? It's like here, you have a lot of stories, but to be had by a story is a different story. There's yeah? so. the solution. If you're an AA, read that, read that page 64, see what it says to you. I think it's made very clear that self isn't us and that we're dealing, we're getting defeated by its manifestations and what's allowing those manifestations to be so manifest in our life? I would say it's the identification as that. Because how are you going to get, how are you going to make a clear diagnosis of a fear when you keep calling it yours? <laughs> it's already, it's got, it's already infected. The your is the real infection of the disease. The fear will just facilitate the your. The resentment will just, you'll have hundreds of resentments. It'll just re- facilitate being the resenter. Yeah, that's all it's used for. It's all used to bond your mind to the idea of being a self. That's its main purpose. Thousands of resentments, there's only one person who had them. Tons of fears, I'm the only one who's been in fear. Yeah. You don't see the fears have been used to facilitate being the one who has the fear. The problems that giving meaning to things as problems is to facilitate the sense of being the one who has the problem. You want to get rid of the problems, but the inherent biggest problem is the one who has the problems. That one we're not even questioning. And it's just going to be get more problem situations. Yeah? Fear is going to be get more fear if they're being used to facilitate the sense of the one who has the fear. You're going to have tons of fear. Because it's now find a pretty good crazy glue to bond your mind to the idea of being a self. I'm a fearful self. A resentful self. A vindictive self. An angry self. Yeah. All right, that's it, eh? Any questions? I thought I asked that before. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to pass the basket. And, uh, mm-hmm. Happy July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> So good to see art. Mm. 
my old, the old alumnus from the dry dock days. That's when we used to have spiritual warfare. Why no more meetings now? No, I don't do them anymore. No more Monday nights. No, no, that's where it was. Thank you very much. And I have shirts if anyone's interested. How much are they? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. If just if you find one of them, I have them in the car. You have different okay. sizes. Yeah. And we end with a serenity prayer. If you like the joints. Thanks for coming, bro. Yeah, good to see you. The wee version of the serenity prayer. God, God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom of the difference. Keep coming back, it works, it works. I've got to put the car in the car if you want.